Alright, this is the Big Kids Show. I'm Mark, and thanks for kicking it with us today. With me, I've got two of your favorites, Big Nick and Mr. B. Today, we are going to be playing three questions. Man, I love three questions. Alright, so we get to know your, your big kids just a little bit better. So if you haven't already, like, subscribe, follow us on social media, Instagram, at The Big Kids Show on Twitter, Facebook, any other platforms you think we should be on. Maybe we are. Who knows? Well, today we're diving headfirst into one of my favorite areas of life, and that is sports. Yes. Today we will be asking three questions about our pro team ownership aspirations a rule that drives us crazy in sports today, and what sports we were destined to play before life chuckled at us and sent us back to our day jobs. <laughs> so, boys, let's dive right in. Big Nick, you're going to get us kicked off with the first question, so let's get it going. What one pro team would you want to own? I love the questions, Mark, and thank you for having me on your wonderful show. It feels great to be here. <laughs> you are you you are a third oh, third you are a third alternate. Wait, I, I try to I, bring that that big energy today. Big that's right. That's right. Big energy. Yeah, cheers to that. I I just had a, a momentary lapse of reason, as some would call it, and forgot that I've been on every show so far. So, but it, but regardless, right. it does feel good to be here with you two gentlemen here today in cheers. the sandbox playing around and you want to know what kind of franchise what franchise team does big nick want to put his stamp on and make his mark with this is difficult because it it's is. easy to sit here and go well i'll just pick one of my favorite teams but going with your heart is not usually the right answer so that that was a good business strategy you're right I had to do some deep soul searching. I had to go for a product that I think should be, if it's not already, a household name. And one that I think that will continue to grow because of recent changes that they've made, not just because of the history that they have, but I, I really love where this franchise is at currently. I love the history of this of this franchise. And I think that they're only going to go up. I think the sky is the limit for the franchise that big Nick wants to be the owner of. And that is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. football franchise that I think when I think of football, win, they baby. old school football. They are one of the teams that I think of, and I cannot think of football, especially on Thanksgiving weekend without thinking of the late, great John Madden, who, of course, won a Super Bowl with the, I don't know if they were Los Angeles Raiders or Oakland Raiders at the time. They bounced around a little bit. But what we've seen from the Raiders is that they have seen success both on a commercial level and on the football field, no matter what city that they are are hosted by. And I think that this Las Vegas city I think that there's something here, right? Uh, Allegiant Stadium is beautiful. Just went up a few years ago. It's state of the art. I've toured the thing, and I'm here to tell you, like, just touring the stadium is is worth the price of admission. Forget about the football. Now, second of all, the Vegas Raiders, there's something that just feels right about the Raiders being in Vegas, right? Of all the teams that could go to <laughs> Vegas, don't they feel like they belong Agreed, in a agreed. way. And then yeah. you factor, you you always got to take this into consideration. Now, I guess if you're the owner, you can make drastic changes, but I want to take something that's good, tweak it slightly and just make it a little bit better. I don't want to have to reinvent the wheel here. The Raiders got some of the best looking uniforms and not just pro football, all of pro sports. I mean, the silver and black, is there anything more intimidating? Is there anything better on the gridiron than silver and black? And even those away uniforms, when they put on the white, when they put on the white with the silver and the black accents, yes. mama mia, those are beautiful uniforms. That's what I should have worn to prom night. But <laughs> the thing here like is, I feel like Vegas is the perfect sports city. 
And I think that what we are going to see is that decades from now, boys, when we are old bastards, I think that Vegas will be looked upon as a truly great sports town. And remember, all of the pro sports seem to avoid Vegas for so many years. And it was what? I think just 2017 when the Vegas, when Vegas was barren and void of all major sports franchises. And then the Vegas Golden Knights of hockey arrived in Vegas to play out their ice battles in the desert lands. And they've had success. And I'm telling you, I've, there are rumors floating about that Vegas will be getting a, possibly an NBA expansion team at some Ooh. point. So we're going to talk about, we're talking about in five years time, a city that is a destination city for, for tourists and for people, for, for Americans on both coast and all around was considered to be a non-existent sports town. And in the course of five years, they got, they got the hockey team. They got the football franchise, NBA expansion on the way to Vegas. We're going to see a third team. Who knows? Maybe until a we see a baseball team. team. That's right. Soccer team. Don't forget about the soccer. People love the soccer. So the NBA may be heading that way. All-star games and bowl games, all right, have already been a big part of Vegas sports. And you know what? You can you can bet. You can bet on the games a little bit while you're there. And I know that's spreading its wings to all the states. Basically, eventually it's going to hit all 50 of us. But I think that Vegas is the perfect sports town. I think that it's great because it was avoided for so many years because people thought that it's just full of tourists. Nobody's going to want to go see the home team because there's going to be no home people to go to the home team. When you are out traveling around, People like to go to sports events, even if they are from out of town, if they are tourists. And I'll tell you what, the the Vegas experience, the football, the hockey is becoming part of that just as much as the big shows that you will see on, on the Vegas Strip and gambling itself. It's becoming a way of life in Vegas. And guess what? I'm jumping on at the right time, baby. I'm getting me a piece of the action, and that action is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, I think that what we're going to be talking about... 10, 15 years from now, it's just going to be Vegas everything. We're going to drop the loss. It's going to be because I think it's already the the Vegas Golden Knights. People are already starting the slang talk with the Vegas Raiders. And they were whatever. Good. Yeah, whatever. I hope that they give a good name to the, uh, the NBA team if and when it does arrive. Here's the other thing that I want to throw out that I think that is a, is a misstep by a lot of these cities. The one city that does it well, and Mr. B... Please pardon me in advance. Please do not get upset. I will try not to. I know that this is a uh, a sensitive subject for you, but one city that I think does it really right, and I wish and hope that other cities would have done it this way and going forward, maybe other cities could take, look to them as an example. The city of Pittsburgh, they do it right with their sports teams, and that's a good sports town. And I know Mr. B does not care for the city city of Pittsburgh. Just know, Big Nick, hey, Pittsburgh people, listen to the big show. Big Nick loves you. Here's why Big Nick loves you. Notice, their sports teams all share the same colors. They share the same general yeah. color schemes. I think that's Smart. freaking that's brilliant. And you know Smart. what? Vegas... Listen to Big Nick, because guess what? I'm right 99% of the time, baby. You want to do it right. If you get yourself an NBA team, make the NBA team uniform some variation of colors that are both from the Vegas Golden Knights, which is gold and black, and the beautiful Vegas Raider uniforms, which is the, the silver and black. Yes. You can get some kind of combination of that. Let's get a theme going on in Vegas and... And other cities, check yourself, because you should have considered that when you were setting up your teams. Before you wreck yourself. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Mr. B, what do you got for us? Who are you uh, taking to the, to the championship? All right. I've been a fan for many years. I've been frustrated. I've been angry. And as of, I think, the end of August, when they, they do the 
pro team like evaluations of wealth, I'm going to go with my hometown, Cincinnati Bengals. I knew it. And so currently, as of the most recent evaluations of wealth and like term, the Cincinnati Bengals are currently 32nd in the NFL. Really? Really? Yes, they are dead last. Even after the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yes. Um, So part of me is like, I want to take on a challenge. I want people to realize that this team is a team that you want to root for and that you want to be part of. And actually, before I even go into that, I explored all the other sports because I'm a soccer fan. I'm a hockey fan. Baseball is getting tougher and tougher for me to be a fan of, but whatever it may be, you want to call it. <laughs> so my thought was like, hey, if I have a team that I can own, I want to go Cincinnati Bengals because they just have been such an infuriating team. And anyone that's a Bengals fan that's listening understands that the ownership of that team just needs somebody to go in there and shake it up. But the fact that they are literally dead last in terms of value. I mean, I, everyone knows the number one NFL team is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but they're like, you know, almost triple the value of the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's the, crazy. The recent stuff I saw is the Cincinnati Bengals are valued at approximately $3 billion. The Cowboys are at close to, they're actually over $8 billion. So it's one of those things of like you got to you got to spend money to make money. You got to get people to want to watch your team. And I mean, the Bengals are trending upper right now. But as Mark and Nick both know, the Bengals have had so many shitty years that that's why they're at the bottom. So if I'm going to own a team, I want to take on a challenge. I could have just been like, yeah, I want to own the Dallas Cowboys. That's an easy win. No, I want a team that's at the bottom. I'm going to use my business savvy. I'm going to bring in some special people. We're going to work our way up. We're going to increase the value of the team, increase the viewership, increase the fan base. Everybody wins. I like it. I like it. Yeah, the Bengals was tempting, but I, I I didn't go that route. But I can see why you would, Mr. B. And honestly, it's not a bad time to jump in. If you give Mike Brown to sell right now while they got Joe Burrow, you got a good decade oh, ahead I'm, of you. I'm going to uh, make him an offer he can't refuse. Of, you got a good decade <laughs> ahead of you of good times. Good times indeed. So... Heck yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. So both of you guys are going NFL on me, huh? And I, I do got to point out, though. So uh, Big Nick's Las Vegas Records, they fall in at ninth in the NFL valuation process. They're actually quite high. I was, I was surprised by that. And it's it another, Big Nick. another shocker was a team that, you know, seems to be pretty popular with everyone. The Kansas City Chiefs actually fall in at 23rd. In terms again, and now and the way they do overall value, it's it's obviously it's revenue, it's the stadium, it's uh, viewership. So it's it's not just like ticket sales. It's there's a lot of other kind of metrics that they use. But I was kind of shocked that Kansas City Chiefs were so low. And hell, the Buffalo Bills are 29th. Wow. Well, yeah, and and you do have it. Even though you have a salary cap, you have teams that you know casual NFL fans are not aware of this, but you have teams that are considered to be small market teams that they like, generally like the do not. Yeah. They don't dance on that salary salary cap line or very close to it. They usually stay under it or well under it. The Bengals have always been one of those teams that people have chuckled and said, when it comes to the salary cap, they're cheap. They're one of the cheaper teams. They, they, they tend to be cheaper and you're exactly right. I was very lucky to travel to a few different beautiful parts of this country last year. I I went to Vegas. I went to Nashville. I went to Kansas City. And I went to Florida. All NFL towns and cities. And one thing that was really cool, and I yes, I am a Browns fan, but I do tag along with my very good friends, Mr. B and Sweetwater Mark here, to a Bengals game every year. Every year that they invite me, I go down there. And I do root for Ohio when they're not playing the the Browns. And there's something about Joe Burrow. There's something charismatic about this kid. Everybody, every city I went to, you know, I'm in an Uber or Lyft everywhere that I go. And I like to chat up the driver, have a fun, casual conversation when I'm riding in the backseat there, getting to my destination. And the first thing that I want to bring up, I want to find out immediately if the driver is an NFL fan, especially if I'm in an NFL city, because I love all the 
the intricate workings, the back, you know, behind the scenes stuff of NFL. And I like to get to know the fans of the NFL too, because I'm pretty passionate about it. And at all four cities that I went to, every time I got in an Uber or Lyft, the driver had respect and enjoyed and liked Joe Burrow, even though they were hardcore hometown team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep in mind, I was in freaking Kansas City where Burrow knocked him out of the playoffs, and he still respected and liked in that city with the people that I spoke to. So there's something there. There's some some magic with this young man, and I'm hoping that your guys' team protects him and treats him right because you guys have the opportunity to have yourself a Joe Montana, a Dan Marino type, that, that hopefully more of a Dan Marino, Eli Manning type, where you can keep him there for the entirety of his great career um, and not a Montana where you, you turn your back on him like the Dirty Niners <laughs> did and you trade him off to the Chiefs. Shame on you. Shame on you. But, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I love the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow, and I, I I get you, man. It's it's about you see all the problems that, that a team like the, the Washington football team, the commanders have with their, their nasty, dirty owner that nobody likes because he's a bad person. And you sit there and you go, how the hell is this team worth a bunch more money than a team like the Bengals, who's up and coming, went to the Super Bowl last year? And then look, you know, not many people are fans of him. I actually like me a little bit of Jerry Jones. And I I like Jerry World, as they call it down there in Arlington, Texas. And I like that. I like that whole setup. But. It's been rigged in his favor for many years. One thing that I am sick of with the NFL is how come every time I turn on my NFL channel at four o'clock on a Sunday, the fucking game of the week is always the Cowboys. And it's been that way for about 12 years now. You know why that is? It's because they more people want to watch them, hence their value. So it's it True. gets into yeah, that it's it's America's team. And I mean, and even speaking of when you talked about the Washington football team, Washington Commanders, hell, they fell in at number six on the list of top NFL teams. So it's just something about fan viewership and what it I most of it I assume is tied with TV sales and viewership because sure. that's that's the big money so well, well and it doesn't ready, hurt mr b because you're gonna have to open your wallet for uh mr joe burrow once you own the team <laughs> well but that that should be a given it should be like yeah you pay this man give him everything because he's clearly but i just was shocked when i saw i mean this was these were numbers done i think from end of august 2022 that the Bengals were dead last we just were in the playoffs are we in the super bowl last year and we we're still the most lowest team so i just i was my goal is to take that championship on and let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kick that value up and I'll get some investors. We'll double their money, triple their money, give them a box seat. It'll all be good times. You know, it's funny though. You remember uh, December and January last year, right here on this show, how much the three of us were pushing those Evan McPherson jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they don't look so great, do they? The McPherson well, jersey is yeah, not yeah, so fearless yeah. anymore. <laughs> All right, boys. So we got our first two down. Let's kick it back to me. And man, so you guys both went NFL. It pains me. Like every fiber of my being wants to own an NHL team. I, I knew that you were going to go hockey. But I'm not going to do it. I am going to go NFL as well, boys. So we're going to have some big kid competition here on the NFL level. Man, we'll get into hockey with the honorable mentions because I know we'll have some of the Is he going to buy the Cowboys? I can't go with the Cowboys. I got to go somewhere. It's nice. I got to say this. If if the Chargers were still in San Diego, that would have been my no-brainer. I'll just say that off the rip because I've been to San Diego. I could live there without even trying so but they moved to la i don't want to deal with la so (laughs) but i do love the beach and i like where it's warm all the time so i'm gonna kick it all the way down south boys to our miami dolphins all the way down ever since i was a kid how do you not like dan marino i've always been a little hint of a Dolphins fan. We went and saw the Dolphins play the Bengals, which yes, was awesome. Yep. Uh, that was our big kid trip for the year. So that was amazing. Field trip. But I've still got some family down there in Florida. It just, you know, to me, 
to be able to be down there in Miami, good weather, Miami. right? You don't have to worry about it. It's a good scene. It's an attractable place for people to come. They've got a pretty good team now. They've got a pretty good quarterback, arguably, you know? So there's a lot of things going for them. And I think when you're talking about an NFL team, a lot of it has to do with the market size and what you can bring in, right? Now, obviously, as you talked about, Mr. B, the Bengals, they got a lot of that this year because they went to the Super Bowl. But you get teams like Las Vegas Raiders, they're going to get some attraction just because of the location, right? Yeah, Vegas Raiders were starting the movement. The Vegas Raiders, that's right. Vegas Raiders. So, you know, I think I think to me, I, I, I got to head south, of, uh, not south of the border, but <laughs> south, of, south of the Alabama border. <laughs> south of the Alabama border. And uh, and pick one Miami Dolphins. That's All right, boys, let's move on to uh, to our next next question here. So, if there is one rule that you could change in any specific sport, what would that rule be? Big Nick, you start us off. Okay, this is going to sound like I'm trying to change two rules, but uh, hear me now and believe me later. As Ooh, a great man, candy bars, huh? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, way to pull a mark. <laughs> There's this sport that we call soccer, but the mo- most of the world calls it football. So that's the direction football. I'm going to go here with a rule change. All right. I'm going to start off by saying no ties is a suggestion, but here's the rule change that I want to see. If I could only choose one, can we stop it with this weird time clock business? I mean, <laughs> the clock counts up instead of down, and then then there's stoppage time. And here's the thing that I hate about stoppage time. And I'm a guy that grew up playing soccer. I ha- I do not understand stoppage time as a person that played soccer for many years. First of all, and second of all, nobody seems to know how much additional time we're adding to the game. It's like a mystery to the whole world that's watching, except for some guy that's down there with the, with the clock somewhere, but he won't tell anybody what the, how, how much additional time we're adding to these games. And so what is he just arbitrarily deciding when the game is over? I do not like this one bit. It doesn't pass the sniff test to me. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Think about one of the most exciting times of the year in sports. And I know they've been saying for 20, 30 years that soccer, oh, it's only a matter of time. It's going to be the biggest sport in the United States. You just wait till the United States of the USA catch on to the rest of the world, and it's going to be the biggest thing in the States. It's still nowhere close to the biggest sport in the United States. And that's, yeah. think about this, okay? Circle back to what I said. One of the most exciting times of the year in sports for the United States is March Madness. Why? Because of the buzzer beater. When your clock counts up and when you add additional time that nobody's aware of how much time exists, you have taken away the buzzer beater aspect of your whole sport, which is a big misstep in my opinion. Big What could be more exciting? They're pushing the ball up the field and at the last second, as the clock ticks down from three to (laughs) one to zero, boom, they hit it right through the goal just before double zeros. USA wins the World Cup. I mean, could you imagine? We've taken away the buzzer beater. Big misstep by these these soccer and, and football types. I don't know what they're doing. Well, and to add to that, Big Nick, (laughs) <laughs> the kicker is when the extra time starts ticking, then you, there's not even a running clock. Right. It's just it's, literally a guess as yeah. to how much time is left and, at that and point. It's literally the head referee that makes that decision, and it's yeah. completely subjective in terms of how much time was wasted with penalty kicks and this. So, I mean, honestly, you're putting so much faith and time into that head referee to just, I mean, he could be sabotaging the game or he could be pushing for a team. It's really kind of kind of scary if you think about it in those terms of he's like, I really want the other team to score, so I'm going to add as much time as I want. Well, and transparency <laughs> is, the, is the foundation of all truth, right? And so it, just to have it, like you said, nobody knows except for this one guy or girl on the sideline who might just be making it up as they go. How do I know that they're not on meth? 
these people. <laughs> Drug screen the refs. Right, yep. that's right. Fentanyl's <laughs> all over the place. How do I know that this is a responsible timekeeper and honest individual? Well, and you're, the problem with changing that rule is because it's an international sport, you're never going to get the countries that love soccer and football so much more than America that they'll never want to change those rules. I mean, it's just that is not happen. the American way. The American way is not to ask everybody else to get on board with what we're doing. It's you just do it. And they either get on Easy or get fella. the hell out of the way. I told you years ago, I single-handedly made the march and changed it from the Gulf of Mexico to the Gulf of America. And now that's how it is listed on globes everywhere. Gulf of America. We just take what we want. That's what we do. And you know what? We we start with the MLS. (laughs) Start with the MLS. We change the clock there. And then the rest of the world can figure it out. There you go. That sounds like a good plan, Big Nick. I'm sure the whole world is going to jump right yep. on that. <laughs> Again, we need to just take somebody else's cheese, too, and start calling it American cheese. Boom. We just made that. The I agree with Big Nick. We need to fix Mark- that before we fix the time clock and soccer. You guys, are, you guys are taking a lot of things, though. All right. All right. <laughs> Mr. B, what's your choice for one rule you would change in any specific sport? Mine's much less international <laughs> than Big Nick. <laughs> And this is a rule that really it's just because I, I had so many. I mean, I could I could talk for an hour about this, but there was one rule that they changed, and I know. So I'm going back to the NFL because it's just hard for me to stay away from the NFL. But um, if you guys remember years before when you would do kickoffs and punts, you could do the wedge block. Yeah. So, so yes. the wedge block was where where three or four guys could kind of link up and set a wall, right? And yeah. of course they got rid of that for safety reasons. But I have a problem with them getting rid of a lot of these rules because to protect players, but it's it's football. Like <laughs> you're going to tackle people and you're going to get tackled. You you know what you're signing up for. Like, yep. I mean, it's it's not like you're like, oh, man, they tackled me real hard. Like, well, because you, you're playing football. <laughs> like, and, and and hence the pads and shoulder pads and helmet and, and all this protective. So I just remember, like, the wedge block was always an awesome thing to watch. They'd be a punt. You punt it to the guy. He catches it. In front of him are three guys. They're basically shoulder to shoulder. And somebody has to break that wedge. Some guy would just plow through him. That was football to me. That was man's football. You're like, hey, you got to toughen up, not this whole Nancy football. So a lot of the rules that I have a problem with were really just softening up football. I mean, the whole, you know, let's protect the quarterback and, you know, you can't tackle. Don't tackle hard. Like, what is that? Like, it's football. I mean, like, Hoddle like, them to the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, But that was one that I really thought I, – I understand why they did it in terms of player safety, but it's like, no, that's – it's football. Like the goal is to tackle you and your goal is to not get tackled. Like, well, how are you going to tell me how to block? I just had a problem with that. So the wedge block is my main one, but there's so many other football rules I could go into that. I mean, just yeah. drive me nuts. Absolutely. Well, that's a good one. I mean, and you're right. It's the NFL is a little frustrating in that way. And obviously, you know, everybody wants players to be safe and they want. And, and, and yes, and I agree with you, Mark. I want players to be safe 100%. But so. at the same time, I mean, again, you're signing up to play football. There's a, a um, I can't remember what comedian said it, but. He's talking about guys that join, join the army, and he's like, why are they shooting at me? It's like, because yeah. you're in the army. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's what like, you signed like, up for, like, man. When they put all those pads on, it means you're going to get hit. <laughs> like, exactly. So, uh, yeah, and, and how about you can tackle the quarterback, but you can't fall on him with all of your weight. Yeah. What? The wording is fall yeah, on him. I'm a- not in charge of what falls on this man. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's probably a few NFL rules that we could target as a part of this. And that's exactly what I'm going to do with my choice. So I'm keeping it in the NFL. Now, Mr. Booyah. B might disagree, Mr. B might disagree with me on this one because I think I've heard some comments from him, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. I could be wrong. One thing that has been, and this is a, a more recent rule that has been driving me absolutely crazy that it's a 15-yard penalty for that should have no impact on the game, at least on the field itself is taunting. Yes. And one thing that absolutely drives me crazy 
is if these guys look at each other and talk any type of trash to each other, yellow flag comes out 15 yards, and that can be a game-changing penalty. 15 yards can swing an entire drive, and that drive can change the game. Now, there's some people that are the purists, act like you've been there before. I got you. I understand that. But I think it's pretty foolish to ask guys to go out and put their bodies on the line and absolutely put it all out there. And then when they finally get their opportunity to make the play and make that sports center highlight or whatever it is they've been working their whole lives to get, and then they get excited and maybe the guy's been talking trash to him the whole time and he says something back to him or points at him or they throw the flag. Yeah. No, I I agree. It drives me nuts. It drives I, me nuts. I understand the rule behind not wanting to taunt, but it's like these guys, they're talking shit to each other and they're yeah. wanting to rip each other's heads off. And then when you do it, a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. I mean, it's like that's you're just taking the game out of the hands. And and again, we're, we're talking about even with the NFL, we're talking about 23, 24, 25-year-old kids. We're not talking exactly. about – they're not 45-year-old men out there playing. So, yeah. I mean, emotions are high. It's football. There's one. Like, well, there's one besides a couple. There's people. one, yeah. but like I mean, you're you're playing with intense emotion, and then you're saying, "Hey, right. turn that off." Like, how do you turn? Yeah. It's like telling a boxer, "Be like, oh, don't be, don't be a boxer when you're not boxing." Like, no, exactly. I'm gonna. Someone when tries you to win, throw, don't be excited. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I understand the place for it. And there's times, but that rule, I, I agree. There's been many games that have been skewed because of some stupid penalty because a guy like stood at somebody or stared at him too long and like that's a taunting penalty like that's bullshit well and and i love this choice mark and i am fully backing you on this and and have felt the same way for many years decades even you know i i am a fan of the wwe i reference that several times on this show uh, I, I watch occasionally i love to watch the old stuff on occasion especially from the 80s and the 90s but the thing is, they did all the taunting. They did all the celebration yeah. and the cheering. And I always felt like it, the NFL is the hardest level to get to for that sport in the entire world. These guys, let them have a let them have a little WWF, a little WWE. Yeah. Okay, brother. Uh, right. in them when they score a touchdown or when they make a great play and it, they know that mom and dad are at home watching or even maybe their kids are in the stands with their wife. Let them have some fun. And I think I think it's all like I love here. Here I am like, uh, you know, some middle aged dude. But, you know, it was one thing that I love in the NFL right now that is show showboating the gritty. I'm a huge fan of the gritty. I'm trying to learn how to do the damn gritty myself. I go to don't do it. Don't do it. I go to Thanksgiving. I go to Christmas. When I see my nephews, the first thing that I bring up with them is the gritty. Can Who can do it? Who can't do it? We have a gritty dancing contest. It's fantastic. Uh, yes, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. They should be able to taunt. They should be able to tease. They should be able to talk a little smack, especially if you get a touchdown. Do something, do something showy. I, and I yeah. think that, I, and Mark, I think as much as I, I, I think they just need to figure out how to adjust that rule to where there's some leeway because if if it's a hard 15 yards first down it's like that's that's too much because then you can nitpick on well what's taunting i mean taunting is a broad term like i mean if we could hear what these guys actually say each other every play is taunting yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure and And honestly it's 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 Part of what brings some excitement to the game. I mean, I get that they're trying, you know, they're worried about young kids emulating and I understand all that. But at the same time, like I'm a parent, talk to your kid. Like, don't, it's like, teach him to not be an asshole. Adults can't have things because kids can't handle it. Like, come on. I have two young kids. That's a horrible excuse. Talk to your kids. Exactly. But uh, I'll give you a good example. This season, there was a Cowboys touchdown. I don't know if you guys saw this, where Ezekiel Elliott scored a touchdown. And jumped in, I think it was the Thanksgiving game, jumped into the Salvation Army, you know, the big red bowl that they had. He did that a few years ago, too. Yeah, yeah. So he jumped into there, and then Dak Prescott does, like, the wine, like the the jack-in-the-box. And he ends up coming up. And it's an awesome, like, it's an awesome celebration. A, it's kind of free advertising for Salvation Army, which which is is not a bad thing. That got flagged, and those guys got 
penalized or uh, fined like $15,000 a piece. Yeah. Give me a no. break. Like, what are we well, doing? And you, now you're getting into like touchdown celebrations is a different thing versus taunting. But well, yeah. but I think they called it taunting. No, they did. The, I, I, I yeah. remember they did. It's, it's one of those things so, it's like, that taunting is too vague. Yeah, because you make it five yards. If you have to make a penalty for it, make it five yards. Don't don't make it 15. That's that's a game changer. So anyway, off my soapbox. (laughs) All right, boys, we're two questions in. We got one left. So this is the one I'm really curious to hear from you guys about. Big Nick, what sport were you destined to play? Basketball just didn't work out. Basketball. (laughs) Do tell. Are you going to play? Yes, please. I got to hear this. Basketball. That's, you're just going to stop That's right it? There. That's the only answer? All right. Well, Basketball. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, could could we cue up the music here? Yeah, I think so. All right. The thing is, this the, the reason why I was destined to play basketball is this was for me i played a lot of sports growing up but this for me was the only sport that i played that i 110 percent enjoyed practicing studying constantly working at it to try to get better because i look when i first started playing basketball wasn't very good and when i when i finished playing basketball in my 20s still not that great nope. but but I, I knew you were going to do that shame on you shame love, on you this man you, has never respected me as an athlete and, and keep in mind he never saw me he didn't play see me play basketball for a good six or seven or ten years of our life i don't even know what it was good point good point i was playing pickup games at the ymca until I was in my 30s. But the thing is, for me, I never... I went through a period of about three years in my lifetime where if I was awake, I wanted to be playing basketball in some form or fashion. And and I got considerably better at the sport. I would look, I was never a great shooter. I I was never great, you know, with the with the handles or I was I was more of a utility player and I you're, knew my you're role. You're a grinder. You're a grinder. I knew my <laughs> role and I respected my role and I worked at it and I had a lot of fun. Some of some of the funnest moments of my life is playing uh basketball. And so that is the sport that I always dreamed of playing even though there were so many others that I dreamed of playing as well and yes, of course, there was a, a brief period where I was dumb enough to think that maybe I could play at a higher level, maybe maybe with a small school in college or something like that. But um, yeah, for me, it, it was basketball, and I, I love it. And I'm getting a little heartbroken right now just talking about it. Well, and big, and big Nick, if I, I mean, so you got taller before everyone else got taller. So at some point, you were a taller fella. So, and again, when you get into some of these sports, it gets into body development and other things. So I remember there was a period where you were, you know, you were taller than a lot of us when we were growing up. So then that puts you at a huge advantage when playing basketball, you know? Yeah, that that was one thing that sucked because like in eighth grade, eighth and ninth grade, I was one of the taller guys. Yeah, you were like six the, like, tall. Yeah, I was like within the top three or four tall guys in the, in the entire class, eighth and ninth grade. I... I haven't grown a centimeter since eighth grade. <laughs> I was this. That was, I was. That I, was it. Yeah. If anything, I've shrunk a couple centimeters yeah, since you, then. You might be back I, down I, to five ten. I got. I got up to about six six one and a quarter at one point in my life, and I think I was that height in eighth grade and ninth grade. And then guess what? Big Nick quit getting bigger, and everybody else kept growing. And and so being a utility player too for basketball. Uh, not great to not be six seven or six eight or six ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was often playing power forward when it came to the high school age. I'm playing power forward against dudes that were six seven, six eight. Yeah. I remember there was one time I, we, we squared up against this team. This dude was a full head and several inches <laughs> taller than me, and I was so terrified. He got he he was so much larger than me. It was so easy for him to block and disrupt anything that I was doing that I, I caught a loose ball and hit a breakaway. And I was so terrified that he was just going to slap down whatever I did. 
I busted a finger roll from the foul line. <laughs> and I bet that looks I bet that looks sweet. It looked strange, oh, but I scored the two points. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. We lost that game miserably, though. There's a, a, a shout out to to uh to Trez, Paul Trez, our boy. He he'll know exactly what game I'm talking about. We walked out That's there on hilarious. the court. Every dude that's lined up across from us was a head and two or three inches taller than the dude they lined up across from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least uh, we all caught up with you, Big Nick, and maybe we can beat you in basketball now. Maybe we need a big kid throwdown game. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm slow as hell now, my friend. (laughs) Exactly. I I want to play both of you right now. Let's go. All right, Mr. B, drop yours on us. What were you destined to play? I think I might know what this is going to be, but let's let's see what you got. So I, I think I always – I love competition. So I just wanted to compete. So it didn't matter what sport it was. Unfortunately, in my high school days, I had a small frame. I mean, hell, I think when I graduated high school, I was 5'8", like if I was lucky, 130 pounds. So that limited me to pretty much play soccer. So I played soccer all through high school, and I, I think I was pretty good. I was captain of the varsity team, and you know I think I made second team all league or whatever. So I was okay, not great, but pretty good. Uh, you were good. You're a very good soccer player. Don't sell yourself short there. But but the sport that I wanted to play, I just didn't have the frame for. Is I wanted to be a defensive back in the NFL. Hell yeah! Oh and, yeah! And I, and I just never had the frame for it. I mean. Even now, like I'm, I maybe my frame's built for it now, but I it's kind of hard for a 42 year old to be like, I'm here for the tryouts for the the yeah. Bengals, <laughs> and they're I like, play, they're like, I Sir. played safety and I loved it. I loved yeah. playing safety. I, I, I there's something about football. I feel like I understand it. I understand the sport. I under, I, I want to hit people. I want to tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoa, calm down. No, I do. I just want to. I I'm all about the physicality, but. In general, I just I love to compete. Doesn't matter the sport. So, um, and if there's one I was destined to play, I don't know. It's I was kind of always stuck with my body frame because I could go with Nick with basketball. Like I love playing basketball, but I was always mm-hmm. short, and it just was. It's tough to be good at basketball unless you're like the fastest guy on the court. It's kind of hard, hard to be the point guard at five eight. You know. <laughs> So, I mean, if I had to pick one, I, I would love to be uh, play defensive back in the NFL, yeah. whether it be a cornerback, safety. I feel like I could be one of those guys that just would like – I would just throw my body at you because that's how I tackle you. I just yep. t- toss myself at your legs. But I can totally see that. And you've always been fast, so that would that would play right into your yeah. uh, your strengths. So, yeah. so I, I, I think I was fr- frustrated that my body was not – developing at the time that it needed to be and i just cheers to the guys that do that but also when you see these guys in high school and college that they're like oh yeah this guy's 21 he's like god he looks like he's 37 (laughs) he's got a beard (laughs) he's got a beard and two kids and he's like yeah i'm 19 you're like what (laughs) what's happening but but just in general i love competition so i mean hell if i could have been good at hockey i would have played that i mean you guys see me play cornhole i play cornhole like i'm mad at everybody like a champ yeah so that's a good that choice. Would, that, that would be my choice. I dig it. I dig it. Thank you, sir. Well, so for me, I would say that if I picked what I wanted to play, it would have been a hockey goalie. Yep. That's always I, what I, I play. I, I could have guessed yeah. that from a mile away. Yeah. Um, I always pleased to play roller hockey with the kids in the neighborhood and street hockey and stuff like that. I was always the goalie. I just, something about that. And, and even in soccer, you know, I always enjoyed, I just enjoyed being the goalie. I enjoyed that challenge of trying to stop people. You when will not, score. you will not score on me today. Exactly. But if you ask what sport, I feel like I actually had a shot at and was destined to play in. I probably would have picked baseball. So I played baseball for a really long time. And Unfortunately, in my high school years, I got in the grunge phase and kind of got into music and out of <laughs> out of sports completely. But you got, you got, to you that, got too emo and punk. Yeah, but uh, but leading up to that, I mean, I was even in some of the the select baseball stuff um, and some of the camps and things like that. What position did you school. play in uh, those those leagues? So when I first started playing, I started as a pitcher, and um, I loved pitching, and I was good at it. I mean really good and then i took a baseball to the kneecap Ouch. and 
man, I don't know. I, you know, call it mentally weak, whatever you want, but I just, I didn't rebound from it, man. I couldn't, I don't know the, the, the amount of pain. Like, I mean, I was down. I mean, at that time I was probably like 10 or 11, but I mean, I was down for like a good week, week and a half. Like my, my knee was about the size of a basketball and uh, it was just a horrific experience, man. But uh, but I could play just about anywhere. Like, honestly, I think that's why I liked baseball. You know, I could play the outfield. I was good at, at gauging the ball in the air. Um, I was good at first base. It reminded me of being a goalie, being quick with the glove and being able to scoop stuff that came at you or stretch around to get the stuff that you need to. Uh, but I also enjoyed playing third base, shortstop. Like, honestly, I feel like I could have played just about anywhere except for catcher. I didn't. I tried catcher, really wasn't tough on bag. the knees. Yeah, tough on the knees. That's a different to mindset Tom, to play catcher. Tom Berenger from uh, Major League. You you have you also <laughs> have to league. you have to do chewing tobacco when you play catcher. Yes. Well, and you're you're you in a in a way too. You're a quarterback. You know, people look at the pitcher as kind of the quarterback of of oh, baseball. They're not the catcher. the catcher is the yeah, quarterback kind of, of the defense. He's yeah. the one that sees the whole field, knows what's going on. A lot of times, a good pitcher is not even going to attempt to catch a ball or 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 participate in making an out. Uh, but yeah, the catcher is the, is the guy that has to know the field, know where everybody is at, what the count is, keep an eye on everything, communicate with the pitcher. It's a very complicated uh, position. And then I got friends of mine who have uh, children that are playing a lot of sports these days. And I've seen two of these kids now. They're catchers. Have you seen they got these knee saver things that they, no. they it's part of their uniform and it helps them like pop up like they don't have to go full down full like crouch mode they're up on their legs and knees a little it's it's difficult to describe but if you get onto like dick sporting goods or or one of those outfits google knee savers uh for catcher uniforms they exist uh and i and i've had to school a couple of those young punks i told them when i was a kid (laughs) they didn't have such with that's you see these knees that's why I got knees of solid rock, baby. So, so hey, so you're saying, Mark, there's a chance you can still play catcher, buddy. Hey, it, it, it's it's still in the cards, maybe. Who knows? And it's possible. So yeah, I, I, to me, baseball was was definitely the one that it slipped away. But like us all, we all figure out at some point we've got our limitations. So that's yep. the way it rolls. Did, so did, all right, boys. Uh, oh, Mark, go ahead. Go ahead quick question, though. Quick question. Yes. Did you did you like to play defense or did you like to bat? Was your I I actually like playing defense. See, and that means you're a baseball player right there. I like yeah. it. Because like most, I, most, I kids just, most kids just want to hit the ball and they're like, don't make me go play defense. The fact that you said that, that's why you're a baseball player, right? Yeah, there. I was never the kid like picking dandelion. Like I was always like fully <laughs> focused into it. Like, you know, I think the only thing I did in the outfield once is had to run from a dragonfly that was about as bad as Oh, it's, it's touching me. I would have it's avoided gonna, bringing that up. That was obviously, I was way too young. I thought they could sting you, you know, pretty bad at that point. But, um, but yeah, no, I love playing defense, man. Like as an outfielder, it was always my dream for the diving catch. Like I always yes. wanted it to be a little outside of my reach so I could like run and dive for it. Like I just, I like every time I'd be like, don't hit it right at me. Hit it a little off so I got to work mm-hmm. for it. Like I used to love that stuff. So yeah, that, that was always my jam. So all right, boys, any honorable mentions from any of the questions, anything that you're just like, I got to bring it up. Well, it, no, what, it's what almost I think, made my list. What, uh, what I'll bring up here, well, this is just one thing, n- nothing to do with the three questions, but it's something that I dearly miss from my youth in, in sports as a fan. And you saw this quite a bit in the three major sports at the time, which would have been football, baseball basketball but the the nicknames with some of the athletes came along with cartoonish characters of you know the mailman or the the, you know the different air jordan Mm -hmm. and things like that and i i missed that about being a child and being a a a sports fan and that's something you know i i've had a few people tell me I can't remember what broadcast it is for the NFL, but they do those cartoonish looking drawings of the uh, uh, characters of the actual players where they'll show a comic book looking version of Aaron Rodgers and he's ripped and got these big guns and people tell me that I think that's annoying when they put that graphic on the screen because those dudes don't look like that. And I'm like, no, I love that. Like make them into these superhuman 
comic book character types for for when I'm watching and for the youngsters out there. So Nickelodeon's getting on board and doing some things with, with the NFL. So I think that's great. And I hope that I, I don't know. I just want our the generation behind us, the younger the kids to experience the fun that we had as sports Absolutely. fans growing up. Yeah, like no, it. I I, lo- I love competition. So uh, my future plan is I figure as Mr. B gets older, I'll probably just end up being the greatest pickleball player you've ever seen. <laughs> hey, pickleball is really taken off. Man. Oh, so me and my brother, my, my, uh, um, my, my parents have like one like drawn out on their driveway and me and my brother get out there. We're playing it like we're at, uh, oh. w- at Wimbledon. I mean, we're I'm going off. I'm coming over. Yeah, so... I mean, I think I figure as I get older, I still need that competition. I want to compete at something. I want to compete. I want to. I want to be you. And pickleball maybe is my next best bet as I'm getting older in life. I don't. I don't. I think NFL is probably out of the question. I, maybe not. I don't know. Hey, Tom Brady can do it. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I, I mean, tell you what, man. The uh, the competition factor is there. Pickleball. We had a, we had a Tech Bowl. Uh, challenge party maybe we need to have a little pickleball party let's get that going let's get that Absolutely. going i so, like it mark all right hit gents hit, hit mark you don't got any honorable mentions i know you got one buddy actually so it's probably just the two that i mentioned so the hockey team in the beginning i, I was torn between the columbus blue jackets who's obviously close to home for us and then the florida panthers which again is miami just because i love being down near the beach um you know and then for the sport destined to play again, hockey. Hockey is my hidden, not so hidden love. I mean, I, anybody out there is listening. If you have not been to a hockey game, just do yourself a favor. Find a minor league team, something cheap. Yes, take the kids, go buy some fifteen dollar tickets, and just go see it in person. You will not be disappointed, and you'll probably make some fans out of your kids. Can, can we make a agreement that if any one of the three of us owns a professional sports team? We'll hire the other two people to be some kind of consultant. Absolutely. I'll okay. consider it. Well, oh. ouch. Well, Mark, let's team up. Big Nick, let's, let's fade him out. That's right. Fade, <laughs> fade that mic down, Downey. <laughs> hey, I oh. said I'll consider it. What do you want? Right. Consider it. Consider I wanted it. a hard guess is what I yes. wanted. But hey, yeah, no The worries. answer is yes. It's yes. Okay. You wanted Thank that you. big energy. Just wanted right, to everybody. sweat a little bit. <laughs> All right, all right. Everybody out there, appreciate you joining us today. If you have not already, like we said, please like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell everybody about us. We're the big kids. We love you guys. Thank you for hanging on with us. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for tuning in every week. Every Sunday, we drop that episode. Be sure to check back with us. Until next time, we are the Big Kid Show. See you next week.